pig bass and kind of like ruffle his feathers a little bit, you know? I don't think he gets invited to a whole lot of parties. Hey y'all, you're listening to the Yellowstone Dutton Rules podcast. And right off the top, we have multiple things to talk about today, Bass Reeves and Yellowstone. But Billy, we've got some hot news to start this podcast off. Share with everyone the good news. Well, this week's most important thing doesn't really have to do with Bass Reeves or Yellowstone, but it has to do with, I guess you could say both, maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) I'll get right to it. Most important thing is the strikes are over. The Screen Actors Guild strike has ended, which means Yellowstone pretty free to go forward with that timeline they set out that we talked about last week. Uh, Second half of season five will come in November 2024. It sounds like the two other related shows will come pretty soon after that. Still TBD on 1923. We haven't heard anything about the four sixes show, which is very worrisome. Uh, And then if there's going to be more Bass Reeves, I guess it could kind of follow that, but Everybody's getting back to work now. We're starting to kind of see a full schedule of releases for like network shows. So a lot of things already sort of lined up. And you got to assume as of maybe today, actors are back on set working. Gosh, so exciting. But also it's been fun to see uh, actors and actresses. Now they can share and kind of promote on their own social pages shows that they're in or that they're doing. I follow this gal on TikTok who I had no clue was in the acting world. But she's like, here's a movie that's coming out. And I was in. And obviously she couldn't talk about it during the whole strike. So, yeah, I'm I'm just excited to watch the people who are in all these TV shows and even maybe Yellowstone people get excited about their own work that we haven't we haven't been able to see until now. Have any of your favorite follows Michelle Randolph and company have they posted anything no, as of yet? Michelle's Michelle's been posting her own just like other collaborations that she's been a part of whether it be fashion or anything like that, but I haven't seen any Yellowstone related have you been following Mr. Cole Hauser or anyone? I haven't looked sure on Michelle Instagram has. yet to see that, but we'll have, we'll have to look at like Breck and Merrill. He's usually good for something, but oh. we're starting to kind of get a feel for how quickly they're going to be able to turn in new shows. I, I, per deadline, CBS has just kind of updated how some of their new scripted shows are going to run. And it looks like the week after the Super Bowl is going to be a big week for CBS. Uh, CBS Ooh. has the Super Bowl, so this is obviously a big promotional thing, but like uh, if you're a fan of like SWAT and Blue Bloods and Fire Country, uh, those are all going to premiere on February 16th. Ghosts, which is a sitcom that my wife and I really started oh, to yeah. enjoy. That's coming February 15th. And then all those other shows on CBS and CIS. This is all to say that it looks like February is kind of a, a really realistic start point for some of those shows. So maybe like, you know, there's a lot of other Paramount Plus shows that we really were into like Tulsa King. Um, We mentioned Mm -hmm. 1923. Maybe we could get some of those before that uh, premiere in November of Yellowstone. I, while you were doing that, I looked up Breck and Merrill. He actually surprisingly hasn't posted anything. The last update was his little, his horse that he rides storm during Yellowstone, uh, letting everyone know that his horse uh, was, was okay. What happened to that horse? This is Lucky. The horse's name on the show is Lucky. And if if you remember, I don't think he's gotten Lucky yet as far as like season one. That's a season three gift, isn't it? Uh, remember, I haven't seen season three, so I guess to be determined. But okay. uh, the horse had, he suffered a bout of colic uh, oh. and he almost passed away is what Brecken was sharing. But thankfully, he's okay. He's He's living his best horse life, apparently. 
So that's what Brecken's been a- up to. He hasn't hasn't posted anything. But yeah, I mean, all that to be said. Excited to see just yeah, just actors and actresses starting to post more about their work. So y'all, yeah. you're oh no, Billy was about to say something. I was about to uh, slide a little promo no, for us. No, no, no. All, all <laughs> you go ahead. I was nodding in agreement. Move it along, sister. Y'all, we always greatly appreciate a five-star rating and review. But hey, we're not pressuring you. If you don't feel like we deserve five stars, we understand. We do greatly appreciate it. But give whatever score you feel is generous. Uh, You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and you can rate us on Spotify. We always greatly appreciate it and greatly appreciate whoever you send it to. And if you want to head on to YouTube, you can see our bright and shiny faces as we always cover the podcast on a video format, which so far, I mean, Billy, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to be taking taking well. A good positive response um, to the show on YouTube, which has been fun to see. And people have interacted yeah. there as well as uh, email staff at tasteofcountry.com for yes. corrections, questions, and uh, comments. The big three C's, as I call them. Uh, I'll let you decide which direction we want to head here. We can either head to Bass Reeves or we can talk about the fun little, fun little something, something that we have up our sleeve here on the Dutton Rules podcast. Let's pin that. Let's go Bass Reeves first. Okay. Uh, Episode three, or they're calling them part three of Bass Reeves. Uh, Still TBD on how many parts... Uh, this show is going to be. Now, I know you've watched ahead to part four. Can you say definitively that part four is the final part? No. No. Okay. Not the case. No, so, I definitely, if they did, they'd be leaving some loose ends. Yeah, I wouldn't. That would be odd to me. But granted, <laughs> I never, with this kind of stuff, I'd never really know. Okay. I didn't th- think so either. I'm expecting like eight to ten episodes of this show, especially because part three is what I like to call a maintenance episode. Nothing, it didn't seem really plot changing happened, but we introduced three new characters, Billy Crow, Garrett Montgomery, and Huff Underwood. Uh, Two of those characters died, and we'll get to that in a moment. Kind of just further illustrated how some of the racism played out in the late uh, 1800s. And then a couple of main characters that we expect to see a lot of, and that's the George Reeves, who's played by a uh, Shea Wiggum and Esau Pierce, who's played by Barry Pepper, they were not involved in this episode. And I kind of expect both of those characters to reenter the drama at some point. Well, I think the biggest thing that we saw here is that Bass Reeves was sworn in by Judge Parker as Deputy U.S. Marshal. So the, obviously that was a huge, that's kind of at the, the beginning, right? Yeah. Of this one? That had happened at the yeah, beginning of the episode, second. right? Donald Sutherland's character. You know what my favorite part was is Sally Reeves. She's kind of my favorite so far. She's the oldest of, gosh, I mean, Basson. Basson, remind me his wife's name. Why am I forgetting her name? Um, uh, It's Jeannie E. Banks <laughs> is the actress. Why am I forgetting her name as well? Um, okay, well, why you look that up? Basson and his wife, they are five children deep at this point. I guess technically four. Number five was on its way. It was welcomed into the world at the end of this uh, episode, but I love it how there's a really sweet scene between Bass' wife and Sally, that's their oldest daughter, and she's kind of sharing like, "Hey, you know, you're entering into womanhood. You really need to step up and essentially, you know, 
help me take care of your kid, your siblings. Um, and but at the same time, I thought it was sweet. What what is the mom's name? I, I can't keep saying the the, the wife. <laughs> Jenny. Uh, her name is Jenny. Jenny. And history tells us this is actually the first wife that Bass Reeves has. Um, Jenny dies oh, around 1900 too. and then he marries again. But this is probably the one we're going to focus on for this series. Surely. Yeah. Well, I love because this this scene is very much so in the open, like towards the towards the beginning. And as she's telling Sally, you know, you're really going to have to step up. What I love, though, is at the same time as she's telling her, you know, you've essentially got to mature, got to step up. There's this really sweet, they're sitting, they're doing laundry by the riverbed. And she kind of takes this scoop of water and splashes it. And, you know, she's looking around like, who did that? Who did that? And then there's just a really playful moment of, I don't know, I really liked kind of that juxtaposition of, you know, still she's she's a kid and, uh, you know, the, the lightheartedness in it. But also, hey, you have, a, you have a lot, you have a large role to step into. What did you think about the sort of nonchalance, nonchalance, which with she uh, delivers a baby. I mean, she makes a baby like your mama might make a casserole. It's just like, this is what we do on Tuesday. You know, <laughs> I know. Well, I, I was like, dad gum girl. But I think if you, you know, the life that they're living and all the above, I wonder if it's one of those of like, it's relative, like pain is relative. Pain is still pain. Don't, I am right. not, like I've never given birth to a child, so I have a no place to say quite literally squat. But it's one of those of like, when you have gone through a really hard life, st- hard is relative. Meaning you can take on a lot more pain than let's say I could. Pretty much she's, she's bad A. Yeah. No, she, she really is. Um, and the baby get, it co- arrives while Bass is out sort of hunting down his first fugitive. He's looking for some uh, thieves who robbed uh, this stagecoach. And it's the Underwind gang is the main group of thieves. Billy Crow is sort of one of their lower level uh, henchmen. And this is a character I think we're probably going to see a lot of. I suspect Billy Crow is going to kind of turn good and maybe work with Bass. Maybe Bass's new posse man in episode four. I know you've watched, so don't tell me. That's kind of where I thought maybe that was headed. Um, Billy Crow ends up getting arrested, but he, he seems to be really sort of a remorseful type of thief. Like at this point, it's clear he doesn't want to be a bad guy. Yeah, he's a Cherokee outlaw. And I actually really like, I kind of like him. Yeah. I do too. Forrest really. Goodluck is the actor's name, uh, and I don't know too much about him. I kind of anticipated Garrett Montgomery, who is Bass's first posse man, to be a major character in this show. But, he dies. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. Which I haven't seen Tulsa King, but he he also plays in Tulsa King, right? Yeah. The actor is Garrett Hedlund, and he if you've seen Tulsa King, this is the bartender. And if you go way back, he was um, Tim McGraw's son in the movie Friday Night Lights, hmm. which was like 20 years ago. So he hmm. was obviously a lot different then, but a fairly well-known actor, which is why I thought he'd stick around a lot longer. Oh, gum! I didn't realize that. Yeah, same kid. What kind of stuck out to you? I told you kind of my favorite with um, Sally. That was kind of that was my favorite scene. Also, I really enjoy so far Billy Crow. Uh, what was your favorite takeaway from this? Well, I loved the poker scene when Bass sits down and you get to see a little bit about his creativity in terms of how he's getting his information. Like he needs some information from this group of thieves. No one's going to give it up to him. So he sits down at the poker table with this group who are presumably they're like related to the Underwood gang, or at least they know about some of the outlaw stuff going on. And he kind of clears the table. He wins all their money. 
And right when things are about to get heavy and maybe there's a fight that's going to break out, he says, listen, I'll give all your money back. You give me some information. And that's exactly what happens. They end up arresting Billy Crow, who's what he's after. And they kind of go from there. But that, that cheeky poker, that for the first time to me was when like I thought like maybe Bass has a little bit of a lighter side or a little bit of a clever sort of cheeky side to him. I mean, it's the closest we've come so far, right? I, I mean, yeah, I just, I don't know. Y'all who are listening, do you just feel like you, I just want to take Bass and kind of like ruffle his feathers a little bit, you know? I don't think he gets invited to a whole lot of parties. <laughs> no, he is not the life of the party. No. <laughs> oh, needless to say. <laughs> Uh, but I will say, Billy, this is this is a hot take on my on my behalf. If we remember, I was a little hesitant on Bass Reeves, not not him as a person. The show, is more right. so. I, I'm enjoying it actually. It's lightened up in some ways, and I think that's mostly come through like the portrayal of his home life with Jenny and his yes. daughters. Yes, um, and some of the characters around him, like Cheryl, played by Dennis Quaid, was a kind of a looser character. Uh, even while we had him, Garrett Montgomery was a little bit more of a lighthearted <laughs> character. Yes. Kind of brought some levity to the show a little bit because Bass does not seem to be able to provide any of that. No. Like he is straightforward. He is he is the straight man of the Laurel and Hardy comedy troupe. I am loving young young Arthur. Little young or ba- uh, Sally Reeves little yep. little love interest. What is the actor's name? He plays in this and this is us. I remember you telling me that. Lonnie Chavis, uh, and he played young Randall Pearson in This Is Us, the boy version of that. Um, He's kind of grown up now. And we learn a little bit more about him, too, which leads me to believe that he's going to become a a major character. Um, We learn that, uh, what's his name on the show? Uh, Arthur. Arthur uh, is an orphan. Both of his parents have Mm -hmm. died, so he kind of tells Sally to appreciate having a mom and a dad. you know, he's kind of going, he's full press on with his courtship of young Sally, even though the, the mom told him to stay away. He, he's not mm-hmm. listening, as one would hope. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's interesting? I mean, it's not necessarily a comparison to Rip Wheeler, but they're big on orphans. Or just like parentless love interests. That, that's a good point. Oh. Um, Rip and who else was in There was um, Homeboy on Yellowstone, the newest orphan. Uh, what? The Australian actor who plays in season four and season five, Beth's sort of son. Oh, oh, why can I not think of his name? Oh my gosh. Yay. Carter, Carter, Carter. Carter, Carter. That's right. I couldn't think of his name either. <laughs> gosh. I was going to drive me nuts. Carter. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. Lots of orphans. Yeah. Big theme there. Uh, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that, but that, that was my favorite. You asked my favorite scene. The, the gambling scene was sort of my favorite scene. I thought it, I did a little bit more uh, digging on Judge Parker and about how many convictions, and he was known as the hanging judge, and he sentenced about 160 people to death, and 79 of those were executed during his time, which is very interesting. And at the end of part three of this, we see him sentence two men to death for murder or manslaughter or whatever crime Mm -hmm. is committed. And he does seem to be pretty merciless. Um, Bass wants to give the one young boy a little bit of um, grace because Mm -hmm. kid was starving and and the murder sort of stemmed out of that. But it's pretty clear that he's going to hang 
How does, how does he put it? How does Judge Parker put it? You're sentenced to death. Uh, he has a way of saying it that's really illustrative. Yeah, he is hung when you said it suggests no that we end it with he is. I mean, we don't see that, but um, right. that his sentence is to be hung. I feel like we probably will see it, though. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, my stomach kind of turned at that. I hope not. Yeah, it feels like a show that's not going to shy away from it. But um, yeah, not a lot of action, per se, outside of just the establishing about how Bass Reeves goes about his business. That's why I call it a maintenance episode. I'm excited for episode four because I feel like we'll get kind of maybe back to some things that really change the plot. Maybe. We'll see. Okay, okay I guess not. <laughs> Let me, I'll just read the Wikipedia recap and we'll see how we do. <laughs> <sighs> well, y'all, can I now share the, the news before we transition into Yellowstone? Yeah, exciting news. We teased this last week, but now it's available. But go ahead, Addison, and I will, um, I will jump in as needed. Y'all, we have Yellowstone Dutton Rules merch, baby. It is a t-shirt. Billy is currently holding it up. It comes in three different colors, olive, slate, or charcoal, and white. Uh, for those who are just listening to the podcast, wait, can, Billy, can you hold it up so I can read it? It, <laughs> Thank you. It has. It's a picture of Rip, and it says, Train Station Tours, Yellowstone, free shuttle since 1886. Check it out. Tasteofcountry.com. Is where y'all can see it. We'll eventually have. I'm. I, I'm speaking this. I, I will. I, this is on my end of things to do. But hopefully, at some point, we'll have it on our Instagram shop and TikTok shop. But for right now, you can go to tasteofcountry.com uh, to search those. And I am pumped. So, qu- two quick tra- corrections to your description oh, no. there. Shoot. Uh, it, the three colors are olive, white, and asphalt. Charcoal slate. I was on the same. I was. That was close. You, they, they get the point. It's gray, Billy. It's gray. <laughs> and you can actually go to tasteofcountrystore.com if you want to see like the isolated. You can get there through tasteofcountry.com if you find the drop downs and you go to store. That, but you can go to rate tasteofcountrystore.com and see that. Not only that shirt, but we have a, a couple of other more country music related shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, one that promotes Dolly and Reba for president. And uh, several more that you can get. And it looks like we have sweatshirts available for all of these as well. Yeah. Uh, I want a trucker hat. Even Yeah, right? Yeah. Y'all, I'm a big trucker. I, I feel like if you said, you know, what is the one thing that you couldn't live without, like clothing staple? I'd say I'm known for my trucker hats. I love a good trucker hat. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Hopefully. And we, we've oh. asked about it because this logo with the Yellowstone one would look great on a hat. And we're like, okay, how about hats? And I don't know. I I didn't read that whole email. It was it was like a big. It was <laughs> words, words, words. Can't do it right now. Maybe words, words later. Don't. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Just just tell me when you got the hat, Jim. <laughs> but hopefully soon. Well, yeah. Let us know stuff at tasteofcountry.com or even if you want to comment on the YouTube channel, etc. If y'all um, ever purchase one, let us know. Also, you can tag us on Instagram. I check those. I'm pretty, I mean, I'm, I'm always up to date with our uh, DMs and stuff like that. So yeah, tag Taste of Country. It's, it's a fun thing to see it out in the wild. So please do if you guys purchase. Yellowstone? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. There was episode four, Only Devil's Left. This was a big episode. I thought a lot happened in this episode that was really pretty important. And, and I'll tell you what I thought that was the most important thing in this episode and it might surprise you. It was when Donnie Haskell failed to provide backup 
for Steve Hendon and Casey on that case they were kind of investigating off to the side there about the cattle degradation. That was super important for what's going to happen down the line. And I don't want to tell you why at this moment, but just remember that and Donnie Haskell's behavior overall, because that's okay. going to kind of come circling back here before the end of season two. My biggest thing was that Cassie Reed came into the picture. She's now attorney general and here's Jamie in the corner pouting like a puppy. Well, you got to give them a little bit of props for kind of showing up for like that meeting and like her coming to the dinner table. Like he's really swallowing his pride here uh, with this Cassidy Reed. Like it wasn't, it was about as comfortable as maybe you could expect. You know what I I rolled? I was like, classic, a hot blonde bombshell is of course, you know, the next attorney general. It's not some dweeby guy. (laughs) Yeah, I do kind of wonder if like, like if they made a calendar of like the 12 hottest American <laughs> attorney generals, like I feel like she'd probably be on the cover. Don't you think? Like, yeah. you know, if they did something just to kind of support the local fire departments, like what, like one may do. Um, <laughs> we're dating ourselves now because no one makes those kind of calendars. But you know what I mean? Like you saw them in like the center council or the, the center of bo- the uh, areas of the mall. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, where are we headed, Billy? Where are we headed? Pull up. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm not going to go any further with that. But yeah, she, she's a good looker. Um, but she's a little bit of a don't worry about it. Okay, uh, that's good to know. I can't recall what ends up happening to her. Um, but she's just a don't worry about it. Yeah, a, a little bit. This is the why I do admit I watched this before we headed into CMA awards and stuff like that. So I did take notes. So I want to make sure that it was the correct episode. This is the episode where Casey Rip and Jamie they go out to the ranch. Or I, I don't know if Jamie's actually there. Uh, but Jimmy sees the cows looking funny, bloated. They realize yeah. that the clover is all over the place. That shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they start losing. I mean, truly, their cattle start dropping like flies. Yeah. And that 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 is, um, this sets a lot of chain of events into motion. Um, at the beginning of the episode, we see a, a, a plane flying low over the ranch, dropping bales of hay. So we know as viewers right off the top that someone has okay. sabotaged and Mm-hmm. caused this destruction. It ends up being bales of clover. Clover apparently is uh, fatal to cows. Um, it makes them bloated. Anyways, this is a big issue. It's dead, deadly to the cattle. Um, hundreds of cattle are killed, and John and the team kind of figure out what have happened, and they're spot on. They think Dan Jenkins or Tom Rainwater is responsible, but they're still sort of investigating mm-hmm. that. Can you explain? I wrote down, so during all of this, so I don't remember why Jamie's in john's office but he pretty much in rummaging through he's trying to find something for john and in finding something for john he finds that john put the branch in a trust can you explain to me why that makes jamie upset because he's not in the trust okay gotcha you remember beth john had beth do it and they wrote jamie out of the trust okay i couldn't Uh, completely remember yeah i think that's the big reason there uh, there was a lot of legality stuff that sort of happened early in this episode that ends up kind of being important years later, but it was kind of difficult to sort of keep track on just mostly because like all the legal stuff is so boring relative to like cows bloating and murder and some of the other right. things and the meth bros and everything, you know, it's, it's, you almost forget about it, but it's really critical to the plot, I think. Well, I think what's interesting is you also in that scene, you find out the ranch hasn't made a profit in six years. They haven't made a profit on the ranch in six years. That's a long time. 
Yes. Uh, and it, that underscores sort of this sense of urgency for which John is working to kind of get that turned around or make sure the ranch is secure in the hands of his kids. And mm-hmm. also why like the threat of like a development is so immediate because if his taxes go up, he's not going to be able to pay those taxes. So he has to take extreme steps to prevent that from happening and, and kind of, you know, it explains his methodology a little bit and doing things like moving the river and, and some of these things. You know, I found really funny and almost eye rolly is the fact that the Dutton family. So Cassidy Reed comes over. She's now the new attorney general. They have her over for dinner. And the fact that the Duttons have very assigned seating still as, you know, let's say the 30 plus year olds. It really made me cackle of like Beth has her spot, Casey. Everyone has their spot at the table and you don't think about going somewhere else. It seems to be just Beth Steele, doesn't it? Well, when Jamie went to go sit, well, so Beth being the person that she is, she tells Cassidy, here, you can sit here, a.k.a. Jamie's spot. Right. Uh, or quote unquote his spot. And so then Jamie, you know, he was going to sit in um, Lee's spot. Is that what th- that spot or was that Casey's spot? It was either Lee's spot or their mother's spot. I'm not sure. Or maybe a mother. Okay. And pretty much Beth says, don't you dare. You can come sit by me. You yeah. know, classic. And then she's going to poke him with a knife uh, quite literally under underneath the table. But but he understood. I, I, I know that you're saying it's a Beth thing. But the fact that Jamie, when she's like, don't you dare. Like, I think he understood. Like, he knew sitting there would be the space that someone else used to sit, a.k.a. Lee or the mom. See what I'm saying? Like, I, I think it might be a right. whole family, like, underlying. It's weird. But whatever. Yeah. Do you guys at the Hager table, do you have assigned seating or a spot where everybody no. usually sits? No. We do. We do. Oh, you do? Okay. It changes. I mean, it changes from time to time. Sometimes we'll just rotate to shake it up. But like night after night, um, mm-hmm. I'll sit. I usually sit next to my youngest son. And then the other side of me is my middle son. And part of that's because I like to keep an eye on my youngest son. You know, we space the kids about it. It's methodical because we want kids sort of right. spaced away from each other. So there's that's, not any hijinks. I'm- but well, and yeah. granted, all of us are like my youngest brother's married, like other one lives in New York, like none of us are together anymore. But I'm trying to think of when we grew up. I mean, we have a we had a round table and no, we kind yeah, interesting. No, we just kind of sat, sat wherever. Yeah, but I do like that's kind of fun. <laughs> I think this is the first episode where we got to meet Steve Hendon, Agent Agent Hendon, played by um, he's the same actor plays Cookie. In 1883, and he's sort of uh, Taylor Sheridan's Where's Waldo, and that he pops up in almost every <laughs> series. He's also a big part of Lioness. I'm blanking on the actor's name right now. I love that show. Yeah, Hendon is, I mean, let's just say it. He's an idiot. Like, he is, <laughs> he has Got one great scene. <laughs> he has a scene here where he just freaks out and kills the kid. And in a couple of seasons, he has another scene that's even worse, where he's just Sort of a moron, but he has a badge and a gun, so I guess you have to respect him. But he ends up, I mean, it's a hot mess what happens on that that ranch. That was a rough scene. I was like, you idiot. And even Casey's like, you idiot. (laughs) Yeah, so what happens is um, Casey and Hendon are going to investigate different skydive locations because they believe a skydiving plane might be responsible for 
um, putting the bales of mm-hmm. clover on the field. And they want to find out who it is, but they get pulled away because there's a case where they have to go investigate a, some dead cattle and it's possibly wolves. They end up at a neighbor's ranch where the neighbor has been mutilating his dead cattle so he can get them paid back. This way an insurance bump can kick in. Well, all, while that's all happening, um, the neighbor's kid comes out with a shotgun is like, don't you mess with my dad? And they're trying to talk him down. And Hen's like, don't do it. Don't do it. You can just see it sort of see him freaking out. And he ends up shooting the kid yeah. and the kid gets killed. And it's just mad drama. And that's the scene where Sheriff Haskell hadn't responded to. Had there been a show of law enforcement, none of that would have happened is John's point. Yeah. Uh, and that, that didn't happen. And then a teenager gets killed. It was ugly. You know what was a little bit more lighthearted and kind of made me made me laugh. So at the end of this episode, you see that essentially uh, Casey and Monica make up. They 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 have a little romance scene, if I would you will. Say so <laughs> makeup <laughs> is an understatement. <laughs> they get it on. Well, my favorite. This is my favorite part, and I genuinely laughed so hard. And um, so. Yeah, they 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 have a moment, let's say, and they're both naked in bed. And here comes Tate. Yes, at the end of all this, kind of just like, hey guys, just kind of strolling in, like nothing to see here. And it's like, okay, your parents are naked, and you're just now in the middle of the bed, just like, all right, Dad, yeah. you're home, great. I was like, this is what is happening. No, 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 no I would not. That would also Casey Monica has no problem just answering the door in a towel like she's in her bath towel and she's just oh well let's just see who's at the door Whoop. oh thank god That's it was true. i guess she did who she knows who it could have been people or anything i didn't think about that i suppose but you would think she would sort of cover up i mean that has <laughs> <laughs> just just a bad idea overall i feel like unless you really want to surprise the amazon driver um, <laughs> Ta-da! <pair> sweats <laughs> It did make me laugh that that Tate scene. I was like, "What? No, no!" And and Tate's just not phased. He's like, completely, you know, tunnel vision. Just dad's home. I was like, "There's, there's so much happening in this moment that are just like, Mm-mm. back away, back away." <laughs> so, uh, two other things that happened that are worth mentioning is that the reporter Sarah is trying to get a hold of Jamie. Um, he sends her to voicemail, so that doesn't progress. But it's just a reminder that she's still out there with her story, and that has to be resolved. And the other thing is the Beck brothers, Malcolm and Teal Beck, show up at the Dutton front door and have pretty intense conversation with John where they suggest partnering up to go against Dan Jenkins and Thomas Rainwater. Um, John Dutton basically says, I'll take care of this myself. But they're still out there sort of watching and pulling strings Mm -hmm. through all Mm -hmm. of this. And now the Duttons are aware of them. Um, So it's their first sort of meeting of the minds. Pretty important as sort of we move forward episodes five and beyond this season. All righty. Should we head into Q&A? Well, trivia this week. Oh, sorry. Tri- oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. Yeah. What was trivia last week? Oh, no. We didn't do a trivia question last week. We forgot. Yeah. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Our bet there. Yeah. We answered the one and then got moving on to something else. And um, uh, so we, we forgot to answer. So I'm going to – it's the same trivia question that I had for last week. I'm, I'm going to answer <laughs> – I'm going to ask this week. Okay, go for it. Staff at tasteofcountry.com is the place to answer trivia questions. And it's kind of a simple one, but maybe not. What does the sign outside the Yellowstone Ranch say? And I'm looking for the exact verbiage of that sign. 
I won't tell people I'm looking it up. Uh, you know, looking at it is a little dangerous because you can find some false answers. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I I think I know what it says. Anyways, I'm not going to give any clues. It's not a terribly difficult trivia answer. But as always, the first person to get the correct answer, either in the YouTube comments or via email at staffatastecountry.com, um, will get their own moment of glory on the podcast next week. It's a pretty straightforward answer, but yes. It is. <laughs> well, y'all, what is... Wait, who? Oh, yeah, duh. No one won. No one won because we didn't. We didn't uh, have a have a trivia. Right. Q and A. Let's do it. Oh, can I mention one more thing? Yeah. Um. Sure. <laughs> just something to kind of note. Taylor Sheridan has this thing where the birds always have meaning, and okay. we touched on this a little bit when Lee died. And how there was a bird that appeared to John Dutton and seemed to sort of give him a message. Back in 1883, yes. when uh, Elsa dies, the same thing happens. Right before mm-hmm. the scene where the teenager dies, it cuts mm-hmm. overhead and you see a black bird, a hawk of some sort, flying over top. Um, just remember, like, whenever you see birds, that's usually a foreshadowing that something pretty ominous and scary is probably going to happen. But we, we see it. Probably not for the first time, but really clearly there, right before that scene where Hendon has his boneheaded move and kills that kid. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, yeah. Who knows that? A little creepy. Or I didn't remember. You, I probably noticed it, but didn't. You wouldn't unless that. you kind of, unless you kind of knew. I mean, it's it's just sort of a weird little thing, like these little Easter eggs that Taylor Sheridan puts in mm-hmm. here and there. I like to point them out. Q and A. Uh, no Q and A this week. I think we can wrap. Wow. Well, y'all, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, staff at tasteofcountry.com is where you can leave your trivia question. You can also leave leave it on the YouTube video. We greatly uh, appreciate a five-star rating and review as always. Um, But you can, like I said, leave whatever rating you feel led to. We always appreciate it. This podcast is another dandy Tabsper Media podcast, y'all. Dandy. Yeah, it was dandy it. today. <laughs> okay. It was dandy. No. I liked dandy. Nice. <laughs> Thanks for having me. the sunshine over there, aren't you? <laughs> dandy dandy. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>